Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Elizabeth. I'm also Elizabeth, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately? Well, I mean, oh, I don't know why that's unfortunate. Don't mind me. I haven't <laughs> podcasted in a fucking long time, and I don't remember how to do anything. Well, I'm, I'm right there with you, so it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Well, a lot of stuff happened. In in Homestuck or in our lives? Both. Yeah. Mostly the lives thing made it difficult to come together like this over the Homestuck table. But here we are, and we've read a whole shit ton more pages than we usually do. So many pages. We read, I think it's a thousand It was near a thousand. Pages? Which... I, I just want to say, I am a very fast reader. It still took me so long. Five straight hours of reading one day, and I had a headache afterwards. Oh, you, you didn't tell me about that part. You don't have to ruin your body for Homestuck. No, no. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I just, I wanted to know what, what happened. I didn't want to pause. Because when I pause reading Homestuck, I completely forget everything that happens in Homestuck, which means I did have to read the entire recap. <laughs> you Wait, first off, before we talk about what we discussed we would talk about in this episode, can we just fucking talk about how much I fucking hate the white text? Oh my god. And Hermes' insistence on using it. That is what gave me a headache legitimately i think we'll talk more about it in part three when we get through like the scrapbook shit mm -hmm. oh I, I just have to tell everybody this reading session sucked because of the accessibility of how to read some of this shit if you can't like highlight that text how are you supposed to read it because it was nearly impossible i don't usually surf the web on mobile how do you highlight shit on mobile? How does that work? I don't know. The The way I do it sometimes is like you tap and hold 
and then it highlights like one word and then you need to drag the little the little things to highlight Nobody more. has time for that. No. Nobody has time for that. Yeah, no, but I mean when has Hussey cared about uh accessibility issues? Never, uh. never, never. But we're not going to get into that rant just yet. No, not quite. That was just a little, a little sampling, a little, <laughs> a little horse divorce for you to enjoy before the main course. <laughs> for now, we are actually mostly going to talk about the interactive flashes, the ones that I played interactively, and I think you watched the YouTube videos about. You did I not did, play them. I did watch the YouTube videos. So yes. we have differing opinions, perhaps. Or at least differing experiences. See, I have the Flash emulator, so I enjoy playing them more than watching them. Because, again, we've talked about this, whoever records these things has never played a game in their life. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little repetitive. It was, I could never tell how long they were going to stay on a text box. So I was like reading really fast. Now, Elizabeth, I will say it is also a little repetitive in the, the actual game. Yeah, I figured <laughs> it's just a little repetitive in general. It's just more frustrating when you're not controlling it. Right, when you can't like skip clicking on random items. I think... When I played it, especially the Kanaya Return to the Core one, I think I accidentally initiated the same conversation with Carcat like five times. No! <laughs> and like it was one of the really long ones. No! And you can't just like... You can't back out! There isn't a dialogue option that's like, never mind, like there isn't a, in a Bioware game or something. It's just like you have to go through the whole thing again. It's a good thing Andrew Hussey never designed a game. I may, I may actually go play it at some point, but who knows if that game will ever be finished. I'd be fucking Ugh. surprised if it would be. Speaking of Andrew Hussey, real quick, there was another self-insert. Oh, right. I just... Actually, there were a couple, I think. There were a couple. There was one right at the beginning of the reading session, and I... Let's talk about the recap one, though. I hate to say it, there was actually a self-insert joke that I thought was funny. Oh, which... What was that? Let me find it real quick. It's, like, at the very beginning. Their coat, like, the or the Lord English coat fucking sucks, by the way, for my eyes. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, gee, I can't imagine why. So the funny joke, I, I think this is the most I've laughed at Homestuck in like a thousand pages, by the way, <laughs> is on page 3,231. And it's, I retire to my heavily processed photograph of Andrew Carnegie's study, painstakingly retrieved from a Google image search. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny. No, it's a good, it's a good joke. When they when they say heavily processed, they fucking mean it because there's like eight multiply layers over this. Sometimes I just feel like it's a shame because it does feel like they know how to write a good joke. They know how to write a good joke. They don't know how to write a good narrative, I and think. And they is the... don't know when to stop. I mean, valid. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Okay. After editing the soup episode, <laughs> same and valid. <gasps> the soup episode is an outlier and should not have been counted. I think we're just 
I can't even say going a little stir crazy because I do have an office job now. Maybe you were going stir crazy. That's what I'm, I'm always going, going stir crazy, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, that's also fair. Anyway, that was only for like one episode and not 6,000 pages. Yeah, I think it's it's a little different. The part where Andrew Hussey like does this whole extended joke about how the recap gif is not frantic and weird enough. And I'm like, no, it would have been okay uh-huh. if you left it like it was before. Just, just stop. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask you, since you did read the recap, was the recap good? Because I didn't read it. I know what's happening in Homestuck. But like, did it make sense? I hate to say this. Oh no. But... I found it very helpful, unfortunately. I'm canceling you. I know, I know, but I couldn't remember a goddamn thing that happened in like the past thousand pages. And I will be clear, it's not a summary. It's a recap. It's not a summary. It went through everything in quite a lot of detail. Like a lot of detail. But it did tip me off to a couple things, I can't remember what they were now, uh, that I had missed, like, small things. And it helped me remember where we were in the narrative and what was going on with all of the different characters. It divided it into sections, four sections for the four human kids. Uh, Recapped what was going on from their perspective, like, in their experience. So this did make it very long. It was a very long recap. It took me quite a while to read. I do think that was a pretty good way of organizing it. I will say, I simply think that if you need a recap that's that detailed and that long, you are writing a very overly convoluted story and maybe you should take a step back. However, if your story is already that confusing and convoluted, alright, that's where we're at, I guess. I'm not even opposed to a confusing and convoluted story because... I I don't want to be a pretentious prick, but I'm going to be one. The history of literature, there have been many books, odysseys, and oral histories of various complexity. There's always been stories that don't make any fucking sense, and we make middle schoolers read them and try to figure out what's going on in them to learn literary analysis. So, like, I don't mind having a convoluted thing here. It's just weird that it's homestuck, I guess is what I mean. (laughs) Okay, I see where you're coming from there. I don't know if we're entirely on the same page. Because look at... Oh, I'm going to make a poll that I haven't actually read, but I know about Ulysses by James Joyce. I also haven't read Ulysses. We're illiterate bitches. (laughs) No! But the thing is, James Joyce is famous for writing extremely hard-to-understand literature. But James Joyce also didn't stop in the middle and say, Okay, now I'm going, at me, as James <laughs> Joyce, I'm going to explain what happened in the past thousand pages. Like, he doesn't do that because if the point is to be convoluted and confusing, then double down on it and have a reason for it. I I do not, please do not at me about James Joyce. I will- Please at her about James Joyce. I will perish. And also, I'll feel like I need to read it. And I don't 
super want to. My sibling is already reading it for school, and I think he's, like, really into it. Oh no. This is why he's a philosophy major and I was not. Anyway, don't at me about James Joyce. I'm sure he was on a lot of drugs or whatever. Every author back then was. Yeah, exactly. My point is just, if whether you're James Joyce or Andrew Hussey, if you're going to make a story very convoluted and confusing, do it on purpose and trust that your readers can interpret it. Because if you feel the need to explain yourself that much, I think you're not going with your own narrative. I know the recaps are sort of part of the Homestuck narrative, but I don't think that they should be or should have to be. I think I understand the point you're saying now, and to to that I do also want to say, like, I'm getting the, appre- the impression from the continuous recaps, because this is like, what, the third one we've had? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the impression that like Andrew Hussey wants to be a very smart, complicated writer person, mm-hmm. but does not trust their readers enough. Exactly. By the way, I don't think there's anything wrong with going to up to a complicated book and going this fucking sucks and is too complicated for me, and putting it down. I've done that to, like, dozens of books. I also don't think there's a problem with going up to a complicated and confusing book and going, I don't feel like I really understand it, and going to Sparknotes or Wikipedia and reading through some things and then coming back to it or something like that. Like, if there hadn't been a recap there, I probably would have said to Liz, like, okay, can you remind me? what's happened and in what order or whatever. Like, there's not a problem with that. I don't think it should be included in as part of the narrative. I think Andrew Hussey's a little bit too much of a coward of their own writing is what yes. it, it's coming off as. Yeah. They, 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 they're being kind of a coward here. When I used to take creative writing classes and whatnot, I had a lot of professors and teachers that we're very much of the mind that you shouldn't do experimental things and you shouldn't do, like, overly complicated things. I think that's bullshit. Be experimental and weird and complicated. Do it. Just own up to it. Like, if you want to write like Dostoyevsky, fucking do it. Just, like, trust your readers and write to your audience. If you are writing in such a convoluted and complicated way that you don't think your audience is going to be able to follow along with it, and you want them to be able to? The answer is not writing recaps every thousand pages. The answer is simplify your writing. You either have to simplify your writing or come at peace with the idea that some people are going to think you're a pretentious prick and leave immediately. And you also need to maybe come to terms with the possibility that you are. Liz just did that, like, uh, you know, five minutes ago in this very recording, so yeah. I think it's human nature to be pretentious sometimes. If you're not pretentious about the stuff that you love, you're not- You're missing- you're missing out. You're missing the fun of it. Oh my god, please have increasingly specific and weird opinions on the things that you love. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I tell you? About how much I hate glass pans, like... (laughs) 
You know what I would like to hear your pretentious opinion about? I would love to take uh, some steps back before I got us off track talking about the recap. And I would love to hear your pretentious opinions about the flashes. Okay. Because I'm sure you have some. I, I always do. My, my girlfriend's a game programmer. I know, I know things about video games. <laughs> I know things about video games, and I take every opportunity I can to hype up my girlfriend. As you should. As I should. No, I do have uh, opinions about the game. First off, there is a, a section where it's not actually a game. Elizabeth, you might not have noticed this, but the one where Terezi's walking around and there's a bunch of like glitched shit coming around... That one was actually not a playable Flash. That one was basically, I think in the old days, it acted like it was a playable Flash, but you couldn't play it hmm. because you didn't insert the second disc. So oh, it's yeah, not yeah, playable. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a fun thing to do. I wish they would have done it in the Rose Flash. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you, Hussy, you could have done so many good narrative mixed media shit with that rose grim dark flash, but you passed it up like a coward. That could have been very interesting. I think they backed off of the grim dark stuff almost immediately, which was sort of a shame, which like, you wouldn't immediately think. You wouldn't immediately think it was a backup because there was so much blood everywhere um and it's like oh that's good no no i didn't think so i was like the length also i'm sorry for my cat meowing in the background she's a loud girl and we love her i think like the length of the flash and the rose speaking the language of the ancients or whatever that was supposed to be i don't want to say cut the tension because that makes it sound positive Fell flat? Yeah, it fell flat. I would have actually preferred there to be fewer stairs and less blood and have been more to the point because we all knew what was coming. It didn't have to go on that long. See, here is my fix-it for the rose flash. Uh -huh. Because I have ideas. First off, I don't think it should be as fully interactable as it was, I think it should have still had a little bit of interactivity because if you want to drive home the point that, like, Rose isn't really herself, but she kind of still has agency, being able to control certain things and not other things would have been very powerful. Yes. Two, can we make it creepier? Please, yes. I know there's an established pixel style, and it would have taken so much more uncredited artist labor to, like, <laughs> change it in any way. However, it didn't work. And I think you have to be prepared to say that about something. Mm -hmm. It's fine, it just doesn't work with what you're trying to do. I also, if I may jump in here just for a second, something you said to me earlier today, it, it just reminded me of this. This is now the second time that I have felt like I do think Hussie does pretty well with female characters. However, I feel like this is now the second time one has 
gotten like powerful and or scary superpowers whatever you want to call them and then the tension has just dropped out from under it immediately and yes the other thing i'm talking about is Vriska's uh ascension to god tier oh and i would also actually like to add on jade sprite to that so it's three yeah yeah i, I would add on jade sprite to that and it's it's frustrating. It's a you know what it is. You know what it reminds me of. It reminds oh, me of no. like the. <sighs> it reminds me of like the MCU style. <gasps> oh, no! there's this very heavy thing happening. There's this emotional moment. Got to undercut it with a joke immediately. Sit with it. Let it be what it is. Don't feel like you need to switch tones immediately. Let Rose go grimdark. Let Vriska ascend to God tier. Stay with that for a minute. You have the pages. You have plenty of time. You have more than enough pages to you have sit with this. You have more than enough pages. And you spend so many of them on complete bullshit. You, you just immediately cut away, drop the floor out from underneath some very key moments for some very key characters. What's the point of that? Even, like, Rose going grimdark well, it didn't even turn out to be really about Rose. It seemed like it was about John because that whole flash was about John, not about Rose, arguably. I don't even think it's bad that that whole thing was about John in the end. I mean, no, yeah, I do love John. My issue- well, it's not about loving John or not. No, my- <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also- <laughs> My issue with it is not like, oh man, like, we don't get to see cool Rose doing, you know, grimdark things. It's that it's completely neutered from anything approaching horror. We were led to believe that th this would have consequences. <laughs> we spent like hundreds of pages with Kanaya being like, you're gonna go into the void soon and I won't see you again and I can't talk to you after that. Like, what the fuck is going- <laughs> we, we, we did all of that and then immediately Rose runs into John like 20 seconds later and John's like, oh, hi, Rose. And they're like palling around in this- funny way that's not actually that funny it's just rose saying gibberish and john being like oh well uh, timmy's stuck in the well i guess not to mention i didn't realize until like one of the dialogues in that flash very very briefly that is the first time john and rose met it's the first time John and Rose have met in person and it was relegated to this really long flash where nothing much happened. Hussy, give things the narrative weight they deserve. The the one thing that I did like about this flash was when you as Rose go into, like, go past the secret room where there's all of these, like, Prospidians and Dursians and they're, they're being scared. And then when you come back through with John, like, they're not, like, they're not alive anymore. I thought that was nice. I think it would have been cooler if they were just gone and not, like, blood all over the floor um i have a i have a point i think i think in the recording they don't go back into the room they don't go what do you mean they don't go back into the room i could be wrong but i think the only like there was there was the one guy behind the pillar and we saw him and he was dead they didn't go back into the, the fucking room in the recording <laughs> 
I Did do you go not back remember. in the fucking room? The only, the only uh, living person that I remember seeing who was then dead was the guy behind the pillar. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have an aneurysm. <laughs> In general, I agree that that was, that that was good. Yeah, I think that was something that they should have leaned more into. Again, like, when you put that much candy-colored blood over everywhere, it's gonna seem like it's a campy thriller horror, and it's not gonna actually feel like, you know, the eldritch horror that you think it's going to be hussy. Honestly, this flash would have been better if Rose wasn't in it. If it was just John, it would have been better. Oh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, Rose was only there because it was like, see, it's grimdark, and Rose is grimdark, blah, blah, blah. I would have liked it if it was just John walking through this empty castle with, like, dead people around yeah. every once in a while. Oh, and then, yeah. like, the lightning flashes, and in the window you see Rose's silhouette, and then it disappears. Oh, that's so- that would have been so good! It would have been so good! Oh my gosh! Oh, he doesn't know how to write horror. Not that they aren't good at dramatic moments, because they are very occasionally, but I haven't seen a lot of good horror from them, which is a shame, because there are a lot of moments where, like this, where it would have been really helpful for the narrative. Also, I just want to touch on this for like two seconds. I, again, don't think we're qualified to touch on this for much longer, but I feel like it would be bad if we didn't say anything about it. It's weird that a kid only gets a skin tone when one goes evil. It's weird. Yeah. And it's weird that it's like, act it's just like, it's gray. It's very weird. Uh-huh. I don't know the exact connotations of what that would be. It just feels off in 2022. I don't know. You know, it's what we've talked about before. It's like the, oh, race neutral. And I mean, clearly, Hussey knows that skin tone is not neutral because they give some of the characters skin tones, but it's all gray. So they know the effect that that can have and just have chosen not to, like, to ignore that when it comes to actual race rather than showing someone that someone is an alien or that they're evil now. Yeah, it it's it's just weird. What does Rose going grimdark even mean? I haven't read this, you know, since I was 16. I don't fucking know. Um, I didn't know back then. I don't know now. It doesn't seem like she changed at all, really. I don't know why Kanaya can't talk to her now. Uh-huh. Unless that static was supposed to represent something else that we haven't gotten to yet. Right, I was trying to figure that out as well. Did it have something to do with the scratch, with the future? I don't know if it had to do with specifically with Rose going grimdark. Like, I, none of that made sense, which is a shame because it was built up quite well. Yeah, there didn't really seem to be any consequences. It's... It's so weird. I just don't know what to say about it other than that. Okay, okay, okay. To pivot to something that I thought was fun, specifically about the female characters, Kanaya turning into a vampire rocked. Yes. I really liked that. <laughs> that was so fun. 
Actually, Elizabeth, they're called rainbow drinkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rare congratulations for Andrew Hussey because the phrase rainbow drinker to describe a troll vampire is honestly like the best thing. It's really good. It's a really good piece of writing and world building. I have to congratulate you on that. It's so fun. If I had been, whatever, 13 reading this, I would have loved Kanaya then as well. And Kanaya gets murdered and I'm so upset and like that uh, like she couldn't even defend herself I would be so mad and then like whatever it was 100 200 pages later she comes back to life as a vampire and cuts the guy who murdered her in half with a chainsaw I would have lost it that's so great like we were just talking about characters like not giving enough weight to things things not making tonal sense Kanaya's Death and then coming back as a vampire is the perfect example of something being tonally dissonant with itself that works. Not to mention, like, we have seen Kanaya with a chainsaw. We have heard that Kanaya uses a chainsaw. We have not seen her use it up until now, and this was the perfect moment. I So I really think that beat, it worked. We almost saw her cutting off Tavros's legs that one time, but that was like an off-screen thing. Right. This was such a good show of like something being like weird and funny, but still working within the narrative of Homestuck and still having that sense of importance in itself. And I think, and I think, I think the reason is because this little snapshot Andrew Hussey's writing seems so confident in itself right there. Yes. You can tell Andrew Hussey wrote that and went, oh, ho, 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 ho. and I would have too if I wrote <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, we, we write, we, we know how that feels when you're like, oh, oh, I got it. And it feels so good to write and it feels so good to read. If you, if you fill your work with moments where you as a writer go, ooh, then that's, that's the kind of thing you should be doing. It does not matter if it's drama or comedy or complicated or simple. As long as you as a writer are going, ooh, I love that. That's what we're looking for, Andrew Hussey. And you finally gave it to us for <laughs> once. <laughs> yes. And with that, I think we're going to go to the mid part of the episode. <laughs> the first mid part? It's like the it's like a sixth of the episode. <laughs> I actually don't know what we're going to talk about in the mid part of the episode. I mean, if if is this supposed to be is is this supposed to be like halfway through the first section because Liz, we're 40 minutes in. You know what? It's fine. This is, like, we have completed, I think, the first third. No. <laughs> no, I think we have, Liz. I think we have. No, we still haven't talked about the other ones. <laughs> okay, then we should just keep going. I don't think we can. We should stop at 40 minutes um, and do something okay. and, then, and then come back. I think, I think we just need to go, go right on. Okay, we'll keep on trucking. This is a weird experimental thing we're doing now. And we might not be totally understanding what we're doing yet, but that's okay. Andrew Hussey can do it and everyone loves them for it. We can do it too. Fuck all of you. No! <laughs> no, be nice to them. 
I'm not going to be nice to anyone, motherfucker. It's 2022. Whoever's listening to this has been so goddamn patient with us. At least we're not talking about soup. We're talking, we're talking about actual media analysis this time. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine us talking about media analysis on our media analysis podcast. What? <laughs> um, we we should wrap talking about the 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 next two flashes up in the next ten minutes because we have oh so much more to get to. Which is good. It's good that we have a lot to talk about. Yes, but um, we don't want people to be listening for like hours. It, we 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 don't want a recap length episode. Who says we don't? (laughs) We talked about the Rose Flash fairly at length. Very in-depth. I don't think we have to talk about the other two as much in-depth because they're kind of like siblings. Mm -hmm. Both of them are very much like preludes to the whole murder stuck thing. So was that murder stuck? I've heard the term. Murder stuck is what we're going to talk about next episode we're gonna talk about murder stuck next episode so look forward to that everybody in a month this is not murder stuck yet this is right on the edge right before it we had to set up some things such as feffery and solix being really buddy buddy here that's one way of putting it i I mean if i if people are gonna gal pal (laughs) two women i'm going to gal pal the straight couple like (laughs) But no, they were they were being very buddy buddy in the weren't they in the in the pile of horns? Uh, I mean it's it's a very horny experience. <laughs> God, Kanaya had was talking about something called a matra orb. Do you remember that? Um, yes, yes, like soccer ball with horns on it. Yes, which will release the mother grub, which she will raise, and then that's how they're going to make neutrals later. Yes, and she can do that because her um, Lucis was a mother grub. Yeah, so she was basically trained to do this. I have just a weird, a weird question for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess trolls by nature are fairly incestuous, just because that's how their genetic pool works, I guess. Which, that happens in insects and a lot of brood animals, too, so that's not, I, I would not call that super weird what's the plan with the humans after the shipping chart is exhausted (laughs) then you'll just get two pairs of kids and they're technically related to each other yeah by like in-law shit Uh, how does that work (laughs) I don't know if Carcat thought that far ahead, honestly. I don't think Carcat knows to think about that. I don't think that's a good point. <laughs> He's probably just like, yeah. After that, they just date each other, and then you know, you make another shipping chart. Like, uh, yeah, like that's how it works for trolls. Why wouldn't it work that way for humans? It's like, sorry, Carcat, that that gets real fucked up real quick, <laughs> like super quick. Within like two generations, it's just like out. Arguably, even within one generation, it's, like, fairly iffy. Uh, it's just so weird. I don't- mm-hmm. Anyway, that was- that's just a little- a little thing. But the other Flash- By the way, the Flashes themselves, gameplay-wise, they're like all of the other 
walk-around ones. I don't have a problem with that. I only wish that the Grimdark one was different. These can be exactly the same as before, and that does not bother me. I know time constraint within producing something like this would make anything else a fucking nightmare if you were going to go deeper into it. I'm okay with these being a little bog standard. The Nepeta and Equius one, I hate how Equius is drawn. It's very, it's extremely bad. I hadn't seen Equius in a while. I'll say I hadn't. I forgot about Equius. Yeah, I sort of maybe kind of forgot he existed a little bit. And then I saw him again and we were talking to him again and I was like, oh, right. Ew. (laughs) Right. This is what you look like. This is what you look like. and This is what you talk about. Right, I hate that. The three best sprite sheets that have, like, the cutest characters, like, the best pieces of animation in there are Feferi's. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, I just think she's very charming looking in these. Mm-hmm. Nepeta's and Carcats. Yes, I agree. I love, I do love Carcats. So often in the regular kind of drawings, he's very, very, very neutral looking. And in this style, he's got a little more emotion. In this style, he's sun boy. He's, 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 yeah. He's sun boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Nepeta just does, like, the little... I love when Nepeta, like, gets down really low in the screen <laughs> yeah. and you just see her tail and, like, the top of her head. It's so cute. That's, that's how to draw a cat girl. <laughs> like, that's adorable. That's how to draw a cat girl. And the ones that I dislike the most are Eridans, I believe. What I said this to you a couple weeks ago, but I need to say it for our audience because it was so cursed. If Eridan had was a furry, it'd be Raymond from Animal Crossing. I hate you. Am I wrong? He's not enough of a business boy. They look so much alike though. They do look they very do alike. They look so alike, and it sounds like people treat them kind of the same way, too. I had a friend in high school who, for her birthday, and I, again, cringe culture is dead. This was a 16-year-old at the, like, she was 16 at the time. I'm not saying. Yeah, no, we all, we all liked some whack stuff when we were 16. I was a Sherlock stan. Go on. I say this in the most affectionate way. Her birthday cake was... Of, uh, was of, like, one of those Costco cakes where you got, like, the the image, like, printed on it? Uh-huh. No, it wasn't Aridin. Well, it was Aridin, but it was Aridin kissing socks. <laughs> okay, I can just, can I, I mean, can I? I love it so much. Like, the, the, the balls it takes to have, like, presumably, like, their parent. Her mother, yes. <laughs> To submit that to Costed Co. <laughs> it's over Costco. I can't print that on a In a Kentucky Costco. <laughs> because I'm working in a Kentucky Costco. I do be like. Kentucky Costco ship art. I do be like. Kentucky Costco gay ship art. Like, okay. This, this lady asked for, for this image. Of these two alien boys kissing, I guess, for putting that on a cake. Gay rights. And let me tell you, this was like a 
decade before that, like, Kentucky court case where somebody sued a gay couple for asking for a wedding yeah, cake. Yeah, no, um, the, the, the super famous one in Colorado was actually the place where we had our cross-country banquets. So, oh. <laughs> apparently, Costco said gay rights. You know what? Good for your friend, good for Costco, good good for everyone involved. It was just hilarious. You know what? If Homestuck had to be written for that particular circumstance to come about, it was worth it. I, I have never in my life thought that Aridin and Solix were like a good couple or anything. I feel like I have to put that out there in this climate. No, yeah, it's very, it's very fun. It's very wholesome. All 16-year-olds should be able to do something like that. Oh, every single one of them. And I hope she tells this story with the same delight that we just did. I hope so. Real quick, right before we leave, yeah, I want to say congratulations to Andrew Hussey for having your only good piece of horror be Nepeta walking through these empty hallways looking into vents. <laughs> Yeah. It was the only good piece of horror that you've ever done. <laughs> Ripping pieces. Ripping pieces. But yeah, that was that was not bad. But yeah, those are all of the, the flashes that we're going to talk about today. These next couple of episodes are going to be from the same pool of pages. For the next couple of episodes, we've read through pages 3,218 through 4,108. Uh, you can read all of Homestuck at homestuck.com, and if you need the accessible versions, they are found on our blog that I should probably look at and see if I need to update before this episode goes up. I should also look to see if, as far as I know, not all of Homestuck was converted into the image described and audio versions. We may be getting into the part portion where there's no image descriptions for it anymore. Which, unfortunately, we I would love to say that, like, we can do that. It, it would be a lot of work to do that all ourselves. But we know where the, the sections that are already image described are. And then you can find all of our transcriptions on our blog, uh, lookoutsane.tumblr.com. Elizabeth does write all of those where she has to transcribe weird shit that I say, such as a wooga. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't think about that ahead of time, huh? A wooga. Uh, yep. Uh, that's that's very very nice. Um, we also but it's have... spelled it's spelled ooooga. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll I'll go with that. <laughs> we also have a Twitter, which is at how underscore same. Yes. Yes. Which I manage. And all of our music is done by a person named John Michael, who is no relation to either of us. Yeah, no, what? Haha, <laughs> no, uh, he's my brother. John Michael Sullivan? <laughs> yeah, he's my brother. He does the music. Also, I think I mentioned this last time, but if you are interested in the content that me and my siblings create, my other brother, Daniel, also writes music. Uh, you can find his music on Mute the Pianos, M-U-T-E, the Pianos on Spotify and things like that. It's very cool and experimental, uh, sort of spoken word ambient. Yeah, it's it's rad. 
you should listen to it. Also, if you would rate and review us on iTunes, that would be great. We are going to be sort of, I don't want to say powering through because we are going to be spacing these out, but in this same way that we're doing these bigger chunks of reading, we're, we're going to, we are, I'm saying it now, we are getting through the rest of home. We are not abandoning it. I need to know how this shit ends. This podcast is not dying. As many weird hiatuses as we take, it's gonna get done at some point. It is. And I mean, we read a thousand pages for this set of episodes, so I think we're on the right track. And until next time, everyone, I just want everyone to remember that Friska did nothing wrong. My roommate has started saying that whenever I mention Friska. Yeah, baby! (laughs) Thanks, Andrew! (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone.